Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Doink and Doink Connection, the podcast where Dave and I talk all things professional wrestling. Wrestling. In today's episode, we're going to be going over everything that happened in the previous week in the WWE. ourselves a very very busy show tonight we're going to be going over more than just wwe we also have a couple of aew notes because we are coming back i was actually just on vacation this past week so we got a lot to catch up on and we wanted to kind of get it all done in one show um so we're going to jump right into it well before we jump in don't you have something you'd like to share with everybody out there the fellow doinks out in the well, world well i will put it out there um for anybody that follows my personal instagram and facebook um, you would know that this past week, uh, myself and my lovely fiance Meredith uh, just got engaged um, while we were away on vacation. So there comes a lot of planning now. Yes, there does. Um, for the future wedding. Um, but that is not what we're here for to talk about. This is not the engagement we are here to talk about. We are here to talk about the engagement of Index. Yes. Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis are now engaged to marry and I am here for it. Yes, yes. But why did it have to happen on a week when Beth Phoenix wasn't behind the the, the desk? Yeah, true. I Be- mean, she would have popped. She would have popped hardcore. <laughs> it was amazing. It, it was, was amazing. a lot of fun. And I love that Indy just pulls out this massive, like, sinuate ring. Yeah. Incredible thing. And Loomis doesn't say a thing. He just takes his glove off, throws it away, and nods. Yeah. And she's confused. So, like, wait, did he say yes? Usually then, what a nod means. And... And Loomis, not Loomis, Gargano and Candace are mortified. Yes. But they don't have much to be mortified about because... They're welcoming a new member to the To the wrestling family. Yes. Candace and Johnny are expecting baby wrestling. Yes. Early 2020. Yes. This is very exciting. Just wait. 2042... In 2042, there will be chants across the uh, Capitol Wrestling Center, baby wrestling. Yes, there will be. And on top of that, you will have a valet from the Champa side bringing down baby wrestling Gargano to a ring Mm -hmm. to continue that storyline in which baby Champa turns on baby Gargano Mm -hmm. Yep, (laughs) in 20 plus years. Yeah. It'd be even more ironic because doesn't Champa have two daughters? Yes. Oh, no. Only one. Only one daughter. Only one daughter. Yes. So if this, if baby wrestling is a girl, we're going to have an NXT championship feud, women's championship feud, if NXT is what it is now down then. We don't know if it will be in two weeks, let alone 20, 20 years um, between those two. Just imagine. Oh, that'd be amazing. Mini Gargano and uh, Mini Champa. That'd be awesome. It'd be absolutely awesome. Uh, Moving on to a couple of AEW and Impact Wrestling notes. The first one I wanted to put out there is Christian Cage defeated Kenny Omega for the Impact and TNA World titles um, on an episode of Dynamite. Nope. It was the first episode of Rampage. Oh, it was on the first episode of Rampage. That's correct. Yes. Yes. It's the headliner to the first episode of Rampage. And then he turns around and he retires the TNA TNA title, title. which I'm fine with. He's not the guy to have retired that belt. He's not the guy. Sorry. Who is the he's guy? One of, he's one of the greatest TNA champions, but he's not the guy. It's Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle should have been the guy to retire that belt. I completely understand with that, because, and I completely a, agree with because you. Because a guy who, who should have retired it, which is like Samoa Joe or AJ Styles, 
they're not coming to do those matches. No. Okay. So if you have to do anybody, and they've been teasing, and, and, and Angle's been teasing on his social media anyway, mm-hmm. it should have been Angle to retire that belt. It really should have. It shouldn't have been Christian. And nothing against Christian. He was one of the greatest TNA champions that ever hoist that title and long before WWE gave him his just due TNA did Mm -hmm. but that still doesn't change the fact that Kurt Angle was a better TNA champion than Christian was okay understandable agreeable Um, I don't know if we mentioned it yes we did Melina is going to be the one to headline and power with uh, Deanna Peraza. I couldn't remember if that was something we mentioned a couple of weeks ago. We may have, but it's also been a couple of weeks, Mm -hmm. and I can barely remember what I had for breakfast two days ago. I remember yesterday, because I went to Family Ties, but I don't remember anything after that. Yeah. Um, This is something that we're not going to be able to forget, and I know Dave has his opinion, and I have my own opinion. We're not getting into him yet. Aren't we going to get into the labors first? Oh, yeah, we can do the labors. We'll okay, because I want to get into the other thing because I need time. Okay. I need time. Let's do the labors first. But the labors ended exactly like I called it. Jericho not going over. Mm-hmm. Not going over. And I love it. I love it because Jericho went through all those trials, all those tribulations, the the match where he had to deal with MJF being the referee and Hoovertude Guerrero on a top rope finisher. And, and a death match and against death Nick match Gage. Against Nick Gage. He went through all that stuff. To lose mm-hmm. to MJF. Obviously, it's because Fozzie's going on tour. Mm-hmm. But this was a great way to write... Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Mwah, to write Chris Jericho off of television for a little while. So this way that MJF can now hold that over everybody else in AEW. I beat Chris Jericho. I beat Chris Jericho. Okay. Was he a little battered and beaten up and bruised? I don't care. I beat Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. I beat Le Champion. I beat the Painkiller. What you gonna do about it? And the the Painmaker. The Painmaker. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Painmaker. <laughs> but he did, and it was amazing. On top of that being amazing, the him walking down to the ring to no music and the and crowd, crowd singing Judas. Yeah, was incredible. Incredible. It was. It was bone chilling. It yeah. was so good. Yeah, I've never listened to Fozzie. Until Saturday when I went to go pick up my kids. I love Fozzie. I've never listened to him before. And it's kind of weird because it doesn't sound like Jericho. It doesn't. At all. No. So. I can only hear it in Judas. I can't even barely hear it in Judas. You can hear it very little in Judas. But like, uh, Drinking with Jesus doesn't. That's the one song that I was about to say. I can actually really hear him in that song. It's like, those are. The rest of it, it doesn't sound like him at all. But but that's the normalcy. Like, if you think about it, nowadays it's not so much. But a band I know very well, and you should know, Bring Me the Horizon. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't sound like Ollie Sykes. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. When he's talking, because he's got this very thick British accent. Yeah. When he's singing, you can hear a little bit of it when he's doing his slower talking bits. Yeah. But when he's actually singing and screaming, you can't tell. Oh, same thing with Slaughter to Prevail. Yeah. Deathcore. That that singer, you hear him talking mm-hmm. and he has a little bit of a pitch to his voice. Yeah. Where he pulls those growls from, no idea. Beats the shit out of me because, holy God. But since we're on a music tangent, 
Sorry, everybody. Yeah, that that intro gave him walking down to the ring gave me chills. Just mm-hmm. absolute chills. The entire crowd singing the song, and MJF was selling it great, losing his mind inside the ring. Like, He's like, "Cut it out! Cut it out! Shut up! You're not supposed Shut to have up. this music." <laughs> exactly. It was amazing. Which that's fitting because ever since he debuted, everyone sung Judas. When they debuted him using Judas, yeah, everyone's been singing along with the music. Yeah, perfect. Take away his music. Yep. Just let them do what they're going to do. Exactly. Exactly. Alrighty. We've gone on for eight minutes. It's about time we bring, bring in this name. CM Punk is all elite. Yep. I love it. I am so happy he's back. I, the wrestling business is better for having CM Punk in it. Mm-hmm. He needs to check his fucking ego. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's been since August 13, 2005 when I left professional wrestling. The fuck you did? 2005? Okay. I guess those WWE years just didn't matter. The eight years that he spent in the WWE. Yeah. Eight, nine years, yeah, whatever the, it was. The, the championships you won, the uh, open mic that you were given twice on live television. I'm trying to think. How many other wrestlers in the world had that platform at that time to announce themselves as the best in the world. Oh, that's right. None. Who had the longest WWE championship reign of that era? CM Punk, right? Who got one of the best managers of that era? Of any era. Not that era. Any era. CM Punk, okay? Who had probably the best money in the bank championship match to date? CM Punk. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Who was the only, aside from Carmella, based on quote unquote, um, I'm trying to remember the word, um, discrepancy. Yep. Who was the only two time CM Punk Money in the Bank champion? CM Punk. Okay. Who got a five star Meltzer match in WWE? CM Punk. CM Punk. Okay. So he really needs to pump the brakes on this whole he left professional wrestling in 2005. I get it. He wants to ca- put down WWE, but don't. It, it's not that serious. Listen, at the end of the day, if you lost your love for the entertainment side of it, you lost your love for it. But the only reason, the only reason you are a household name to millions upon millions upon millions of fans in the United States and tens of millions of fans across the world is because WWE signed you to a contract, pushed you to the damn moon, put you in marquee matchups against its top homegrown talent from Brock Lesnar to The Undertaker to to John John Cena. Cena, put you over multiple of those guys, okay? And... They let you walk when you wanted to walk. They let you walk with their championship belt mm-hmm. in kayfabe. Obviously, he had already signed a contract. But what I'm saying is they gave his character such free reign. So for you to come out and say you haven't been in professional wrestling since 2005, fuck you, buddy. Okay? I don't come on here and swear much because my kids listen to this and their friends listen to it. But yeah, big fuck you because... Again, at the same time you were in WWE getting all the accolades. Everybody's calling you the best in the world. Um, There was a legitimate guy being ranked number one pro wrestler insider, AJ Style, 
year after year after year. But where was he? New Japan Pro Wrestling. He was buried in TNA, not getting TV time the same way you were, and in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, and that's right. There was another guy, Finn Balor, who was, again, year after year after year, top five, not getting the recognition. Kajutsu Okada, early in his career, year after year, could easily put him as best in the world. Hiromu Tanahashi. They're not getting the recognition because they're not on WWE TV every Monday, every Thursday or Friday, every month, once a month, pay-per-view. You got that spotlight, and that's why you are where you are in your in your life, okay? Mm-hmm. That's why you get the CM Punk chance. That's why you get the massive pops. Yes, okay? So, game recognizes game. You need to come out, and you need to put your stamp of approval on AEW and everything mm-hmm. like that. But don't slap WWE in the face. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, they're the ones who put you over bigger than anybody else in the industry mm-hmm. at that time. Because if I remember correctly, at that same time while he was being put over, there was another wrestler in Samoa Joe who was still in TNA waiting mm-hmm. for his chance to get free of his contract. TNA, Ring of Honor. Yep. Um. Then who else was there? Oh, that's right. We had a young Adam Cole at that point. Uh, we also had... Um, um, Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson. We had... Um, Kevin Owens, we had Sami Zayn. Uh, all, yeah. We had El all Generico, Yep. Yeah. We had all these guys. All these guys who are right around the same age group as one CM Punk who weren't given that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Your turn. Yeah, I mean, it's also if you think about it, the first memory I have of CM Punk is in the WWE and it was as my most hated wrestler because he was the one that quote-unquote forced Jeff Hardy to leave the WWE. I don't know if you remember. It was yeah. like 2009. It was, it was a steel cage match on Friday Night SmackDown yep. where if CM Punk defeated Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy had to leave the WWE. Yeah, it was that whole straight... Dude, you want to know about somebody who put somebody over? Again, homegrown talent. Jeff Hardy's a homegrown talent in the WWE, mm-hmm. okay? Jeff Hardy was going through his stuff at that time. I get it, okay? He was out the door from WWE because he was going to be facing another suspension because of issues outside the ring, okay? Jeff Hardy allowed his issues outside the ring to be used in promos by CM Punk inside the ring, Mm -hmm. okay? Enough said. Enough said. Jeff Hardy did not have to do that. He could have told WWE, all right, you know what? Just fire me. No, he put over Punk and allowed Punk to use his demons in promos against him when it's straight edge versus, you know, drunk and disorderly. Mm-hmm. Am I excited that CM Punk is in AEW? Yes. Am I excited to see CM Punk in a wrestling ring again? Yes. 100%. 100%. Did the way his promo come off as kind of an attack at WWE, is that okay with me? He did it. It's not the best way to go about it to put down your former employee. I get it. They had a falling out. They had an ugly, ugly falling out. Mm-hmm. This is not the right way to do it. You can give your little your little one twos. Yeah, like Cena's been doing. Yeah, on his promos. They're just little subtle jabs. Not taking anybody down. He's talking about how he's going to take the title and go through the crowd. and He's going to leave the arena. Blow a kiss. Blow a kiss. Okay. You get the little one twos. Don't. 
don't say that you left professional wrestling in 2005. No. Because WWE, even though it's more sports entertainment, it's still pro wrestling. Yes, it is. Regardless, he challenges Darby Allen to a match at All Out in Chicago on September 5th, I believe is the date. Yeah. That is going to be a very good match. It is going to be a very good match. Um, it is not going to headline because we know the headline is going to be most likely the uh, AEW championship match between Omega and, and most likely Paige. Yes. Moving on to SummerSlam. Looking at it as a show, not comparatively to Friday or Sunday. No, no, no. As a show, um, it was good, not great. It was, in my opinion, very good. Okay. There were a few standout things, eh, very eh things. Yeah, but there were two things that really dragged this show down for me, like, that kept it out of very good, that kept it out of, like, that high B, low A range, and put it in a solid B range. What are those two? Well, how about we just how about we start? go through the winners, Yeah. and when we get to a match that really pissed me off, we'll hit pause. In our pre-show, we had a match between Big E and Baron Corbin, who had stolen <laughs> the contract. What a great, great storyline Corbin's got going right now. Well, Big E won and took his thing back. Yep. Took his money in the bank back. And Baron Corbin is still sad Baron Corbin. Yep. Yep. And I loved that when he came out to this match, he was clutching for his life. Yeah, he never wanted to let the it money go. money in the bank. He never wanted to let it go. Moving on to the open of the show, we had a tag team match for the Raw Tag Team Championships between RK Bro and AJ Styles and Omos. Omos is massive. Yes, he, he is. so much fun to watch. Yep. AJ Styles is so much fun to watch. And one of my favorite tag teams going right now is RK Bro, just because it's 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 Step Brothers. It is. It's literally these two guys, one that's so for it, and then the older brother that's just taking his little brother around to the mall and yep. to hang out with his friends and all that. I'm so I'm happy so they, happy the they won the title. I'm so happy they got the belts. It's going to be so much fun. Um, it's going to make it very difficult to get it on a different tag team because people really like this tag team. Yeah. But it was it, it's a good choice. It's a good choice. Moving on to the next match, we had a match between Alexa Bliss and Eva Marie. Okay. So this is where some of my problems start. None of the women's matches got good representation in this pay-per-view. None of them. So no. this match was did did what it was supposed to do. I I wanted more of a um a spooky element to the match. It didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to get more of that like animatronic animation kind of thing with Lily, where it zooms in on her, she winks or laughs or something. Yeah, like just that. make it kooky. You know what I mean? Um, does something with Dewdrop, like kind of more possessive Dewdrop. Yeah, versus Dewdrop getting mad at Eva Marie and dumping her like a bad habit. You know what I mean? Something along those Which, lines. Which, I mean, I liked how it ended with Dewdrop announcing the loser of this is, Eva Marie, is Eva Marie, yeah. steals her robe and just walks, walks away. off. Yeah. I love Piper Niven. I hope this is them splitting them up. I don't think it is. I think we're going to get a feud between these two first. 
before we get a Piper Niven solo run. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Moving on to the United States Championship match between Damian Priest and Sheamus. This was one of the best matches this of the night. This was quietly the match of the night. If it wasn't for a tremendous botch early in this match. When Damian Priest went to go do his somersault off the top mm-hmm. rope and Sheamus was a little too far. Priest hit that floor tailbone first and he was wincing in yeah, pain. Yeah, when, when he a, did it outside of the ring. For a good five minutes. Like he just kept hobbling around. and But overall, man, this match totally lived up to everything you could have wanted out of this match. Mm-hmm. Priest looks like he's going to be a superstar in the WWE. Now, news is... There's a big change in NXT because they want to go with the younger crowd in NXT and stuff like that. And they want to get rid of some of that old guard, which is why we saw cuts to like people like Bobby Fish and stuff like that. Mercedes Martinez. Mercedes Martinez, yeah. Bronson Reed, shockingly. Yeah, he's still young, though. I, that, one makes, that one still boggles me. But with Damian Priest now winning a title on main roster, are we going to start seeing some of that guard that's getting shifted over into your Raw and SmackDown roster start taking titles off of people who've been there for a while. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, that mid-card title scene on Raw is looking really good right now. Like, you've you've got Jinder Mahal, who will get to his match. Um, You've got Damian Priest. You've got Sheamus. You've got Ricochet. You've got Humberto Carrillo. You've, you've got, got Lee. L- Keith Lee. Well, no. I, I'm not sure about Lee. I don't know what they're doing with him yet. You know what I mean? I'm still, I'm still waiting to see. Um, obviously, you're gonna have a debut in Karrion Cross coming up. Mm-hmm. We'll get again. We'll get to him when we get to um, NXT. NXT. Um, I'm forgetting. We got Jeff Hardy. So there's a lot of names in that mid card scene, which is really nice. And I'm very interested to see where they're gonna go. Great decision to put the belt on him. He looks phenomenal. He mm-hmm. looked phenomenal in the match. Up next, we have the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match between the Mysterios and the Usos. Usos retain. I feel like we're going to get a feud very shortly between the Mysterios. Ray doesn't want to do that. He doesn't want to have a feud against his son. He's been outright saying that he doesn't want to do that. And it's too soon for Dominic to be a to be a, a heel. I don't think he can be a heel right now. Um, I want to see it sooner than later. Mm-hmm. But you also don't want to break up one of your better tag teams right now either. So I, yeah. I'd say keep it status quo right now. I wouldn't put the belts on him or anything like that. Just... Keep it status quo. Yeah. Because the tag team division is shaping up pretty nicely over there on SmackDown. Yeah, it definitely is. Moving on next, we have what was supposed to be Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Sasha Banks is unable to compete for reasons unbeknownst, has not been announced. So Carmella is set to be the replacement. Carmella makes her way out. They're about to start the match. The ref holds up the belt. And Becky Lynch's music hits. Becky Lynch is back. And she is on SmackDown. Which makes sense because Rollins is on SmackDown. Yes. Becky Lynch attacks Carmella. Lays her out. Comes back in the ring. And they're set to have a match. She challenges Bianca. Let's blow the roof off this joint. So they agree to have a match. The bell rings. They're squaring up. Becky reaches out for a handshake. Bianca accepts. Becky Lynch decks her. Decks her. Hits her with the man slam. And pins her one, two, three. 27 seconds. 
Here is my low point of the entire week, if not the entire month of professional wrestling. You you brought back Becky Lynch to make her a heel. That's what you did. Mm-hmm. They should have reversed these roles. They should have had Belair squash squash Lynch to show her and be like, you're not ready. You've been out of the ring. Your rust came back to bite you in the ass. Because Belair is a natural heel. She is a natural. I saw Bianca Belair live in Lowell, Massachusetts when NXT was doing their tours. She is a natural heel. In NXT, the best Belair was heel Belair. She could have went in, reached for the handshake, thrown an elbow, put her up in the KOD, slammed her. One, two, three. Bang. Match over. Shock. To the entire Allegiant Stadium. Exactly. Exactly. Your your woman's champion, your two your dual champion, the man, just got her ass laid out Put in thirty down. seconds. Yes. I feel that would have had such a far more lasting impact on the women's division than you now essentially burying not one superstar in this, not two superstars, three. not three superstars. Four superstars. You have buried Bel Air, Carmella, Bianca, uh, Bel Air, Carmella, Banks, and Bailey, all in one move. All in one move. Complete garbage move. Complete. This segment gets an F minus. Really? F minus. I think that's the lowest grade we've ever given out. On yeah, the show. if I could give out more minuses, I would. But I can't. Because I can't go less than zero. Yeah. Because that's what it gets. It gets a big effing zero. Overall segment. I went from a pop of like a 90 plus when her music hit to an immediate zero when she pinned her in 27 seconds. Done. Like pathetically bad. Pathetically bad booking right there. Mm-hmm. So... And on top of it, not only did you put the championship on the man, but on the Raw side, you went and put the championship right back on Charlotte Flair. And why are you putting the belt on Charlotte Flair? Because Daddy Flair signing with AEW to be with Andrade Cianomas. And Andrade wants his girl in AEW. So WWE won't let her. By putting a belt on her repeatedly. Because, mm-hmm. again... The women's division was completely, completely flipped on its head and killed in SummerSlam. We got so much fresh content and fresh women's wrestling with Bianca Belair, with Rhea Ripley, Nikki Ash, with, Nikki Ash, with, with a potential Liv Morgan, with Selena Vega. Like, you, we were getting some really good, fresh stuff. And you know what our our match at Survivor Series is going to be? It's going to be Becky Charlotte versus, versus Charlotte. Becky. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which we've seen over and, and over. over 
and over. And the problem is... Could you imagine a match between Bianca Belair and Nikki Ash? How much fun that would be? Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley. Two 20-something-year-olds headlining your women's division. Yeah. The writing is on the wall right there, and they're looking directly past it because, oh, Becky's back. Money. Oh, Charlotte, we don't want her to leave. Money. Yeah. No, and I get it. Again, because they bred all these these talents. Mm -hmm. But, man, it was – this is – just bad the the overall women's division right now completely flipped on its head unfortunately mm-hmm. and not for a good thing moving on all right moving back to a match that was actually between these two women's matches was drew mcintyre versus Jinder Mahal, which mcintyre won this match very quickly mm-hmm. um and Endear and shanky came out to back up uh their maharaja and mcintyre pulls out the fucking claymore and it's going to say, I'm going to cut your head off yep. if you don't back the hell up. Yep. And, and he backed them all off. Yeah. Um, I'm 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 fine with the result. Um, I I could have went either way with this match. Yeah. I think if you would have had Jinder win, it would have lifted him up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe brought McIntyre down into the category of facing more people like Sheamus and... Um, more into middle, the U.S. title picture. Middle card and stuff like that. But McIntyre is still at the top of the card now. And... Um, if anybody hasn't seen Bobby Lashley's Broken Skull Sessions, he talks about how his favorite opponent over the last year has been Drew McIntyre. Yeah, because McIntyre is just great. And it's because they have a good rapport from their days on the independents, too. Mm-hmm. Moving on to my match of the night, we had Edge versus Seth Rollins. This was match of the night. First of all, Edge's brood intro. Yeah, that was great. It brought me back to my childhood, like my late middle school, early high school years. Incredible. The only thing missing from it was Gangrel being there too. But yeah. WWE is not going to associate themselves with Gangrel because he does porn. So true. So there's that. Great intro though. Um, great match. The the psychology of the match. Rollins constantly targeting the neck, targeting the neck, targeting it. So good. And I love the storyline they were pushing. That is if is if Seth Rollins hits the stomp, Edge's career is over. Yes. And he got close twice. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Such a great match, though. This and is a- I love the education. The execu- uh, education came back. Yep. Um, which I saw, I heard them call it the education. I was like, it was never called that. Yeah. It was the education. But I guess they have to be PC now. Because um, I heard McAfee was like, it's the education. <laughs> and then uh, Cole considered to say education, education, education. Either way, go Ended back and with watch a spear. this match. Oh, watch it's so match. much fun. Go back and watch this match. If there are two matches... There were two, how's it? There were two moves brought back this weekend that blew my mind. Edge's education mm-hmm. and the muscle buster. Yeah. Two moves that blew my mind. Moving on to the next match, the WWE Championship match between Bob Lashley and Goldberg. This match ended via ref stoppage. To keep Goldberg strong. To keep Goldberg strong. I'm assuming it was a kayfabe injury. He's not actually injured because if he was, they wouldn't have continued to go after that knee with the chairs yeah. and with the stomps and all that. Yeah. The storyline's clearly going to continue. Because Lashley attacked Gabe, who Gabe, Gabe attacked Lashley. Yes. And MVP cut a great promo at the end. He says... I. 
he was just defending himself. He didn't know who attacked him. He didn't know it was Gabe. It could have been anybody. Yep. He was protecting himself. And as soon as Goldberg heard Gabe's name, he snapped up and was like, holy shit, he attacked my son. Yeah. Because he didn't know what happened. He was knocked out. Lashley is still your WWE champion. Right move. Keeps Goldberg strong. Yep. Um, We'll probably get a tag team match to continue this. No, we're going to get this match again at Crown Jewel. And that's where Goldberg wins? Because it's in Crown Jewel? Possibly. Possibly. Oh, God. Main event. Roman Reigns versus John Cena. This was almost my match of the night. This This match match was was very good. This match was really good. For a guy who hasn't been in the ring for so long, Cena still has it. Yeah. And And John Cena's new ring gear? Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It is. It's it's actually a poke at at Punk. Yes, it is. Because Punk had the Mario 3 uh, theme for a while. Yeah. Because who gave him that theme? WWE. Okay, just making sure. Um, and then he decided to bring out the uh, the John Cena, which the the character that they drew on that is very uncanny. It's yeah. like extremely muscular when it doesn't need to be. Yeah, I know. It's it's like his jaw is super square. Yeah. Um, but it, I love on the works. back they had all the the championships, championships. That was and really the dates cool. of the championships and stuff like that. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, this match was so good. Yeah, this it was match very, was very good. so good. And I love how Roman Reigns just kept calling out the fact that Cena only had five moves. Mm-hmm. Just his five moves of doom. And that's all he kept going for. Um, I thought the match was over after the Avalanche AA. Yeah. I thought it was over. That was a 2.9999999997. Like, how Roman Reigns kicked out of that mm-hmm. at that close of a juncture of the hint. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Imagine if that was a botch. Imagine if he didn't kick out quick enough in that hit. Yeah. Just imagine what could have happened. Oh my God. But what a match. What a match. What a way for it all to end. And then. This is your boy. This is. First of all. Has he put on like 50 pounds of muscle? He is, he is massive. Huge, man. He looks like he's been bench pressing cows. And then after he bench presses the cow, he's throwing the cow on the grill and eating the cow whole. And then regurgitating the cow to bench press it again. It's like, Jesus Christ, man. That guy's monstrous. Mm-hmm. He's back. And has he a stare down. He is a face. Mm, potentially. Potentially, because you heard what happened afterwards, right? He attacked Cena. But that's because they don't like each other. Yeah. But he gave it basically was a la SummerSlam when he basically destroyed Cena. Suplex, suplex, 16 suplex. suplexes? Yep. Yeah, it was two suplexes and an F5. Was it two just, or three? It was two. Two? And then an F5 and then that was it. Yep. Awesome, man. Just absolutely awesome that he's back. Um, Obviously, Crown Jewel's right around the corner. So, you know, mm-hmm. they're building towards Crown Jewel. Yeah. Um, But, man, is SmackDown so loaded right now Because I think... October is Extreme Rules. Is Extreme Rules. October's nope. Crown... Nope. September is Extreme Rules. Yes. October is Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel. November Survivor Series. Series. December's TLC. What? It's not December. It's December? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, But, man, SmackDown... it would be in NXT, but not anymore. SmackDown's loaded. Oh, yeah, it is. Both big returns were SmackDown. Mm-hmm. It's huge, man. It's absolutely huge. And I think we're going to get some other premiering people coming to SmackDown pretty soon. Yeah. 
Moving on to NXT TakeOver 36, the pre-show match we saw Ridge Holland absolutely demolish Trey Baxter, yeah. which and then Trey call- Baxter was a lot of fun. He is a lot of fun, but it's the typical Goliath, Goliath versus a flippy guy, and the flippy mm-hmm. guy just doesn't really stand a chance. And at the end of the match, Holland calls out Thatcher, mm-hmm. and I can't wait to see that match. Thatch can versus Holland. It's going to be a fun match. Yeah, it's going to well. be a very fun match. Opening match of the night, we had the million-dollar championship match between Cameron Grimes and L.A. Knight. This match went long. Where if Cameron Grimes loses, Ted DiBiase Sr. must become L.A. Knight's personal butler. Yep. I love that they opened up with um, Grimes coming, or DiBiase DiBiase coming out out with with a trash can. Grimes strips off the butler clothes and throws it. Has this incredible vest and uh, trunk combo. Yeah, a very DiBiase combo. Yeah. Very DiBiase. Um, this match went long. Yeah, it did. But I think Grimes blew up at one point. Like, he looked winded mm-hmm. at one point. Like, he almost didn't rotate on a couple of moves. He looked very, very, very tired. Um, They had to prolong, I guess, a couple... It looked like they had to prolong a couple of spots with DiBiase on the outside getting involved with mm-hmm. the Million Dollar Dream and stuff like that. Kudos on LA Knight. I feel like he carried that match. Yeah. I feel like he carried that match. Because, again, I think Grimes blew up. But I also think Grimes blew up a little bit after when he did that drop kick on the stairs. And he hit his back flush. And you could see the rest of the match. Like, his back was just all black and blue. And, like, there was a big red line. So, I think at that point is where he kind of, like, was in pain. Hurting. And kind of blew up. But, great match. Uh, We have a new million-dollar champion. Um, Now, let's see what happens with... uh, L.A. Knight, mm-hmm. because I don't think L.A. Knight stays in NXT at this point. No, I think he's immediately to Raw or SmackDown. Yep, yep. So that's one person who I think is already moving up. Mm-hmm. Up next, we had Raquel Gonzalez versus Dakota Kai for the Women's Championship. Where An- Another great match. Another very good match. Raquel ends up uh, taking the victory. With the one-on powerbomb yeah. off the top rope. Um, This match almost ended earlier because Kai hit her corner kick. And Raquel fell to the outside. The match was over at that point because she had her clean for a one, two, three, and Raquel fell to the outside, and mm-hmm. there was nothing she could do. Um, great selling, great, great storytelling in this match. I love the outcome. I love that Raquel held. I mean, I would have liked to have seen Dakota finally win the NXT Women's Champion before mm-hmm. she gets called up because that's happening. Um, <laughs> because now we have a new person who's been moved over from NXT UK, and she's immediately being thrust into the title picture mm-hmm. and that is one k lee ray which i didn't know she dropped the title to miko satamora oh you didn't know that no oh what a match go, go watch that match that match is so good yeah that i had to look so that good. up i was like what because it happened it said it happened on june 10th but aired on tape delay on the 22nd yes not the 22nd was it the 22nd it was either the 22nd or the 23rd it was something somewhat time around that but it it was a couple of weeks after is what it was. Yeah. And what a it was it was a really good match. Um I'm just excited now because now we have KLR, mm-hmm. Tony Storm, mm-hmm. Ember Moon, mm-hmm. and Raquel Gonzalez in that women's division. You can build that women's division right around them. And you've got Gigi Dolan and Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark. Very very young um even though she's more of an, a veteran, too. Io Shirai is in that division. Uh, Zia Lee is in that division. Yep. Well, Zia Lee's hurt right now, but yeah. Moving on, uh, we have arguably match of the weekend. 
arguably match of the weekend. Yeah. Ilya Dragunov, Volter 2. Yeah, match was so good. Um, Again, I really don't want to go over much of this match. Just go and watch it. Yeah. Just like their first match, just go and watch it. And I went back and I watched the first match before this pay-per-view, just so this way it could be fresh in my mind. Mm -hmm. And as much as this match, as much as both of these matches are five stars, I mean, any any rating less than that wouldn't make any sense to me. Um, they're both very different matches. They mm-hmm. both happen at very different speeds. There's different bumps at different times. The matches are just completely different. And man, are they both good. This match was so good. So damn good. And Ilya tapped yeah. Volter. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people were questioning why he, w- he tapped. I liked it. Because he, he had wrenched him, the neck. He had him in that hold for a while and Volta wasn't tapping. So he let go of the hold. He punched him in the neck, chopped him in the neck, kicked him in the neck, chopped him in the neck, and then wrenched him. And immediately Walter tapped because it just was like that torquing and it made a lot of sense. The promo he cut in the back. It's the end of the Ring General era and it's the start of the Tsar. We are getting a heel dragon off. Yeah, we are. We are getting a heel dragon off. It's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Up next, we had two out of three falls: Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole. Again, what else is there to say? I mean, really, O'Reilly takes the first fall in a traditional match, reversing the Panama Sunrise, very a la Bret Hart, uh, into a pinning combination. One, two, three. Uh, then you get the street fight match in which Adam Cole. Um, decimates Kyle O'Reilly. That top rope body slam onto the spines of the chairs essentially ended O'Reilly's night. Essentially ended it. Because I don't think he ever fully really recovered from that because I think the medical staff going into the ring was to really check if he could go through with the steel cage because that was a nasty bump. That was a very nasty bump. And I feel like the steel cage match was kind of rushed um, because of the condition in which O'Reilly was in, mm-hmm. but that also gave us more time on the main event. Yeah. So I'm not going to complain. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is the end of uh, Cole in WWE. There is word and almost not confirmation, but almost confirmation that Cole has not re-signed. There is no new contract for Adam Cole. As well as that, the Young Bucks have retweeted and reposted the Being the Elite segment, and Britt Baker retweeted it. Yep. Basically confirming Adam Cole to AEW. Yeah. It was written on the walls. We'll see. But I, I, I've i been leaning that way with this whole thing the whole time. He's going to want to be with his wife and oh, yeah. be with his friends. Yeah. And, and he's leaving on good terms because he, he, he put a lot into that mm-hmm. O'Reilly situation that he did he not have to. He didn't want to just leave in the middle of the series. Yep. He, he did the right NXT stuff. NXT is known for threes. Yes. Three Gargano Cole, three Gargano Champa, three Cole O'Reilly. Yep. Um, Balor and um, Balor Joe. Yeah, I got three. Got three. So they're known for their trifectas. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a it, it says a lot about Cole finishing off the saga. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he goes to all elite, he goes to all elite. He'll he'll have no he'll have a non compete. I mean, he'll have no non-compete. He'll be able mm-hmm. to go immediately. Yeah. Which means he shows up at the end of All Out. Yeah. After Paige wins the title. Yeah. Main event. Samoa Joe, 
Karrion Cross NXT title. I really cannot believe they put the belt back on Joe. I love it. I'm not shocked. I love it that it's back on Joe because Cross is going to to Raw. To Raw. So that's two people from this show going to Raw. Um, Knight goes to Raw? Or Volta goes to Raw? Knight goes to Raw. Volta goes back to UK? Possibly, yeah. I think Volta goes back to the UK. Or he stays put and he challenges Joe. Ooh, that'd be really good. Yeah. Because you eventually gotta get Joe back on Raw. Yeah. They're not gonna pay Joe can all you, that can money. Can you imagine? It, it's insane. Samoa Joe commentates outside in the rain at WrestleMania, is released three days later, is reinstated two months later, and is now the first and only three-time NXT champion. Yeah. Samoa Joe's had a crazy middle of the year. Yeah. He's had a crazy- All in four months. He's had a crazy 2021, period. Crazy 2021. And this is a guy who wasn't cleared to be for in-ring competition. All of- All of 2020. Yeah, all of up to like last month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When he was signed with NXT is when he was like quote unquote cleared. Yep. And then don't forget, he brought back a move that he paralyzed Tyson Kidd with. Basically paralyzed Tyson Kidd. He broke Tyson uh, the muscle yeah, buster. Muscle buster yeah. yeah. He broke he broke Tyson Kidd ended Tyson Kidd's in ring career with it. Again, it's a botch. It happens. It's it's one of those things. But a lot of trust in carrying cross to allow him to put that move mm-hmm. on him. A lot of trust. I love that he's a champion. Um, it's not long lived. It is, in my opinion, it isn't. Um, but stuff's gonna start shaping this Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I really think stuff's gonna start shaping. And tonight on Raw, we're gonna start seeing some some people. some big names. Yeah, yeah, we are. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of the Doink and Doink Connection. If you have any questions or concerns, feel free to hit us up on the show's Instagram page at Double Doink Network, or reach out to us on our personals at DJ Ald and at Darlaufen Doink five zero eight. We are available to stream at any time on your favorite podcast apps, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and many more. Thank you again so much for listening. I have been Josh. I have been Dave. And we've got two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out.